Hey, howdy. Welcome to It's Just a Countdown, part game show, part public service, where we rank anything and everything and tell you what is number one and what is number ten. The topics range from esoteric to mundane, from fictional to non-fictional, and from the worst to the best. I am your host, Zane. And I'm JJ. And today we are talking about our favorite video game series. The format works like this. Each person will give their entry starting from 10 and give a small defense of their awful choice, and then everyone else will do the same, moving up from 9 all the way to their supremely bad take at number 1. Once all lists are complete, we will decide on a unanimous best thing for the topic, and it will be honored in the Hall of Best Things Ever. If you want to submit an idea for us to rank, please do so at itsjustacountdown at gmail.com, and we just might rank some items in your topic. Uh, speaking of that uh, viewer, speaking of that viewer request, this one is also a viewer request from uh, our last week's episode of Superpower. So thanks again to Alex for suggesting this topic. Yes, thank you very much. It is always helpful for us to know what you guys are interested in hearing us rank because we're interested in a lot of stuff. It's true. Like some of the probably our defining characteristic is that we like stuff. That is when when people want a fun fact my go-to is that i like stuff <laughs> yeah it's like hey can you tell me your favorite color and a fun fact they're like yeah my favorite color is greed and uh, i like stuff well pretty interested goes, oh, by wow. stuff <laughs> wow very good thank you excellent wow. wow this guy's going places <laughs> <laughs> so video game series more than mm -hmm. just a standout video game the series yeah the caveat on this one was that they had to have more than two games in the series or two or more so like it had to be at the bare minimum a duology absolutely yeah which was tough for me i'm not the biggest gamer in the world though i do love video games um so i really had to think hard i don't get a chance to play as many as i used to uh but really this list came together for me I i'm ready to count it down Hell yeah, uh, I had a similar experience in that I very quickly thought of a million video game series and then had to decide which of my children got to stay. Yeah, uh, yeah. So. I usually have a small list of honorable mentions, and I would say this one is gratuitously large. Yeah. 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 I believe I started Superpowers, right? I believe so. Yeah, I think so. so. So why don't you kick us off with your number 10? All right. Well, let's just... Dive right in here. My number Dive 10 right in. Uh, favorite video game series is Fable. 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 A game about a boy who becomes a hero or uh, the biggest monster among all of Albion. <laughs> mm -hmm. I, that, I think Fable was like the first game I ever played that had like a, you call it whatever you want, a karma system kind of vibe where you can choose good or bad paths or both and be yeah. wherever you want to fall and that it actually like interacts with the choices you make in the game and uh, how people view you and react to you and I thought as a kid that was like the coolest thing ever I do think it is worth saying as much I love Fable 1 it's one of my favorite games of all time I've probably beat Fable 1 more than any game ever wow but the sequels are never what I wanted them to be, though they are still fun and are still playable games and, like, hold their own. Um, 
I do feel like it's a franchise that started out super strong and it's just made odd choices, but I still loved it enough to put it at number 10. Can I tell you my hot take about Fable? Absolutely. Always interested to hear a hot take. In a world that despises Fable 3, I think it's okay. <laughs> Honestly, I think it's okay too. I had fun with it. And I think that's what I look for in a video game is fun. And Fable 3 in the end game. That. Yeah, in the end game, that's literally the one where there's the choice of like burn down the orphanage and build a whorehouse or save the orphanage, right? I think so. That's that yeah, one. I'm pretty sure. It's been it a while. It's so but... stupid. <laughs> but it's fun. It is. It's a lot of fun. I love games in general that give you the kind of karma system. Not every game needs it. But when a game uses it well and it is like an interactive part of the storytelling, I think it adds a good layer of uh, controllability. Yeah, especially in like Fable 1, like you said, with the, the good and bad system had like a much more dramatic physical change on your character. Oh, big than time. other ones. Uh, so it was super cool to see that start to happen to yourself. Like the idea that villains all look big and scary, not just because of, like, life choices, but but also because they are evil. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I really love the games. I love the art style, uh, the tattoos you can get and change, mm -hmm. the hairstyles. It's just so adaptable for your play style, whatever you want to do the with that STDs, game. The STDs you can collect. It's the best. I, you know, you're always trying to get syphilis, but are you going to mm -hmm. be lucky enough? Maybe this time you just get crabs. Who could say? Who can say, truly? The best you can hope for is the clap. Uh, <laughs> let's, uh, let's move along, though, to your number 10. I'm very curious to get this started here. My number 10 is uh, one I actually had to cut down from a much bigger umbrella oh. uh, because this franchise is a giant cross-media franchise, but I do really, really like um, specifically the dot hack gu series of video games ah dot hack is that something that you introduced me to that i still know very little about it is a uh like i said a cross media franchise that is about a mmo uh where people like full dive vr into it mm -hmm. um and uh dot hack gu is the sequel series to the original games dot hack um in which you take on the role of the player killer killer uh, Haseo. Hmm. Um, it's got a really cool story, really, really fun characters, and it's a great uh, action RPG that simulates an MMO experience without actually putting you in an MMO. Uh, in fact, in the original games, they tried to simulate the idea of people running around saying random stuff in towns uh, to make it feel like you were in an MMO like Warcraft or something. Huh. Uh, and .hack.gu sort of keeps that same energy uh, and tries to make it a little bit more fun and engaging. And uh, the games are really, really special. Uh, they were recently re-released. So people might know about them more than they did a couple years ago. Oh, my. Um, yeah. Uh, but I love those games to the end of the earth. Uh, one of my favorite ships of all time, Haseo X Adelie Forever. Um, yeah, those games are great. Hell, yeah. That sounds super cool. I, I love the idea of an MMO that doesn't make you play with other people. 
Uh I'm a real weird gamer in that way that like even when I was I didn't play Destiny a ton but when I did play Destiny I would avoid other people at all costs people would run up and they're like hey do you want to do this and I just straight up run away from them so (laughs) I really like the idea of people running around saying random stuff kind of runescape wow type of vibe to it while never really worrying about uh, being weird to another human I like that I like that a lot. Yeah, right. Very good. Low effort, low, uh, low stress, Absolutely. simulated multiplayer, and that's what I'm into. <laughs> uh, well, shall I move us to number nine? Absolutely, please. Number nine. All right, my number nine is an interesting one for me uh, because I really only owned the first one of them and played it a little bit, but I have played this series so many times at all these different people's houses and homes over the years halo is my number halo oh yeah halo the master chief he uh dr halo mr sergeant chief (laughs) you know what because i've played so much of the multiplayer and so little of the campaigns i've played some of the campaigns it feels weird that this is on my list because you could tell me that oh well later on he becomes dr sergeant chief master and i'd be like <laughs> hmm, oh interesting interesting hmm, okay sure but it, it is it's just games that i've played so much over the years at so many different people's places and watching the game grow and kind of become what it is and then like the remaster of all the games i've ended up playing a lot of levels from a lot of these things and i'm really really not a big first person shooter type of person like they're probably my least favorite type of game is first person shooters but halo was just so fun and dynamic and when it came out it really changed the like the game a little bit you know pardon me uh, i mean word. literally yeah uh like halo people like were crashing websites trying to download Halo 2 trailers. Oh, yeah. Uh, back in, like, 2000. Gosh, I think that was 4 when Halo 2 came out. Probably. Um, uh, but, yeah, I have extremely fond memories of uh, playing Halo 3 on summer vacations with all of my school friends as we attempted to beat all the levels on Legendary and get all the skulls and do all that nonsense hell yeah you've got to you got to go through all those things too i would always help i'd come over and like help attain those goals for my friends and that was always fun for me i uh i remember a good memory that i have of halo i have two actually that are just brilliant so i'll be quick with them one is i was invited to like basic a halo lan party before you know everybody would bring like a screen and their xbox and you'd have like you know four stations set up in one living room and so we're all playing halo and it was like a a group of people that i used to go to church with and then i stopped going to church but they were like still hey come on why don't you come and hang out and then we can go to church and stuff and so you know i would go but then i would listen to like system of a down and lamb of god and and slayer in my earbuds and they were like oh wow that's intense stuff happening over there (laughs) (laughs) and uh it was just kind of how i like to play the game and then uh, my real favorite is the one time in high school theater that we really really got in trouble 
was because we did the same thing. People snuck in like three, I think it was three Xboxes and three small TVs into the boys' Very dressing cool. room. And we like okay. hid it among the room so you could drop like costume pieces over the TVs. <laughs> it was all yeah. like hidden away. And then one day, I'm like in the green room. I'm not even there. Someone misses a cue. I think this is what happened. I think someone missed a cue. And so my teacher goes back in the room and I just hear like, are you kidding me? And I was like, oh God, she found it. She found it. She knows we're all screwed. <laughs> she knows. <laughs> and that sure enough, like all the boys had to come into the boys dressing room and we got this big lecture, <laughs> but it was worth it. It was so fun to have Halo in the dressing room. Absolutely. Halo is, uh, is a unifying force. Oh, yes, truly. Brings us all together. Uh, well, let's see. What about your number nine? My number nine is uh, one that I have with, like, one caveat, but it is f- the Fallout series. Ooh, I love the Fallout series. We may see that crop up again somewhere on my list, but why don't you hit it? I have, yes. Uh, I thought it might show up on yours. Oh, yeah. uh, f- Fallout, specifically, two of my favorite games in the list of all of my favorite games are three in New Vegas, oh, which is yeah. a very boring opinion to have. No. But I also do have great respect uh, for Fallout 1 and 2. Uh, CRPGs are not necessarily always my thing, mm-hmm. but those games are so funny and they're so weird and they're really hard to get a grasp on. Uh, and learning them is super fun in that way. Fallout is such a cool uh, RPG experience, um, and in particular, New Vegas is this great refinement of a really good mix of interesting storytelling, interesting use of uh, parody, I'll say, of Americana, combined with a really unique atmosphere at the time, and cool, interesting locations, characters, and items to find. Um, And that's what Fallout is really all about, is it's the unique items, it's the cool locations, it's the quirky characters. And nothing symbolizes that more to me than what you can find in like Fallout's two, three, and New Vegas. Yeah, that's uh, those are pretty much my highlights of Fallout, and it's why I love those games so much. Um, it's really fun to like totally. maneuver through this fake apocalypse world, and especially when you like if you've only ever played Fallout Three or New Vegas, or particularly Fallout Four, like going back out further back into fallout one and two to see where those games really did start as like uh making fun of like 50s americana and how silly it is Mm -hmm. and then like trying to apply it to like an apocalypse scenario uh it lets you really appreciate just how smart those games were at the time totally yeah i mean so i think it's even worth saying quickly and briefly here is that i i struggled with this list because there's a lot of games that I love dearly, but I've only like really played one in the series. I'm going to just example Elder Scrolls. I've only played Skyrim, and Skyrim might be one of my favorite games, but I've only played that one, so I don't feel qualified. But Fallout, I have played quite a few. I never played 1 and 2, but my curiosity led me to go watch gameplay of 1 and 2, and it is. It's like such a quirky experience. Mm. It's super fun. And uh, without giving away too much of my thoughts and viewpoints of Fallout, I think what really separates it from the rest is immersion. It's like pure immersive fun and energy, and uh, it's just so easy to get lost in that world. Absolutely. Um, Crawl out through the Fallout. 
back to me. Oh, yeah. Hacking, smacking, whacking that meat. Why don't you hack and smack your meat all the way to number eight there? (laughs) I will. Uh, That sounds great. Let's go to eight. All right. So my number eight is the Smash Brothers series. Okay. Yeah. This is similar to like my Halo experience that I've owned a couple of them. I've had a lot of fun with them, but what it's done for me and groups of friends in terms of bringing us together and creating these memories is like endless. I can think of so many different houses and apartments and whatever that I've played Super Smash in. And it is, or not even Super Smash, just any of the Smash Brothers. And uh, I should say Smash Bros, really, because you have to say bros. It brings the bros together to smash. That doesn't sound the way I wanted it to sound. Oh, you don't smash Um, with your bros? (laughs) Oh, dude, I'm smashing with my bros every Tuesday. I always want to smash with my bros. I I text them, say, want (laughs) to smash? And they go, bro. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But they're so much fun. They are endlessly growing i own a switch but i don't have the one for the switch yet but i have played it and it's very cool i would love to get that one soon actually the more i think about it the more i want that one but uh smash bros is just so like i love the art and i love the idea of all of nintendo coming together to like battle for the finest you know super cool and like i mean i have such strong ties and memories to this game that i'll never forget there was one time that I have to share. Out of all the countless memories, there was one that me and my friends were playing it like nonstop. And I think it's worth saying, this is when, I mean, circa 2010, something around there. So like we had found it again. We had like dug through my friend's closet, found his N64, found Smash Bros. And we went, we were playing it at his apartment and having a grand old time. We loved this game. And one day there were like a couple other people that we didn't really know very well, but the guy who had the apartment was like maybe work friends Mm -hmm. or something. And anyways, the cartridge for Super Smash Bros. is sitting out and uh, this guy comes over and he just picks it up to like look at it and he looks excited because he's like oh my gosh is this smash bros and three of us like stood up off the couch like whoa man what are you gonna do with that cartridge and he was like whoa i was just looking guys and we were like oh yeah we got a little intense i apologize that game is like the bible to us you know it's a religious artifact it really was yeah it really felt like someone picked up an old ancient tome and we lost it like you can't just walk up and grab it okay (laughs) you have to ask (laughs) i feel a little like silly and it's a little embarrassing looking back on it because that guy was definitely like chill the fuck out but that's how much that game meant to us at the time. So that's why it's my number eight. Yeah, uh, you know, Super Smash Brothers, fuck soccer. Super Smash Brothers is the world's game. Uh, like, and whether yeah. or not you own it, <laughs> like, that game is a universal experience that almost everyone has, like, been at a party, picked up a GameCube controller or whatever, and thrown down as Mario or Captain Falcon or something. Absolutely. And, like, even if, like, they never played it, surely they watched other people play. They have been at a house while surely. Smash Brothers has occurred. It's inevitable. This is a, a fact of life. Mm-hmm. It has to happen. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Smash Brothers, you know, Melee still has a competitive scene. Oh, I bet it does. I remember Melee. Oh, man. 
when Melee came out, that was huge, dude. That was big time. I remember... Yeah, it's funny. Each game, if you were to bring it up, I'll remember where I played it the most. Totally. You know? Like, which friend's basement or which friend's apartment or whatever. And, yeah, Melee. Yeah, those are good times for sure. Mm -hmm. (sighs) It's fun to reminisce. Indeed. But why don't you take us to your number eight? My number eight is an interesting one for me because it contains a game that I would consider either my number one or number two favorite game of all time. Uh, Mm. But it is number eight in series. uh, And that is Half-Life. Oh, go on. Uh, Are you familiar with Half-Life? So I am truly ashamed to say that I myself really never played Half-Life, but I watched my brother and his friends play Half-Life for like three years straight. Uh, Half-Life is one of the best, most fun first-person shooters ever made. Um, And Half-Life 2, I believe, is one of the best games ever released. Uh, This is an opinion that I hear most of the internet shares with you. (laughs) Some some of them. You know, there's still some some boomers (laughs) out there that think Half-Life 2 is good. Um, Half-Life is notable because it those games have always pushed the boundary of technology at the time. Yeah. Um, so when Half-Life one came out, it was actually fairly resource intensive for computers. Um, so you had to have like a pretty good computer in order to even run it. Um, Hmm. Half-Life two would go on to basically revolutionize the way video games interacted with physics afterwards. How so? In that like physics puzzles were made an active part of the game and things being in the world mattered more than just a set dressing. Mm. Um, So like you would have situations where you'd have to load a bunch of cinder blocks onto a seesaw so that you could run up and jump on it to get to a higher match. That's pretty cool. That's clever, especially for the time in which it was released. Yeah. Yeah. uh, In 2004. Was Uh, that? Yes. (laughs) Great Gatsby. Um, The reason it is lower on the, on the series list is because my attachment to it is really Half-Life 1 and 2. Um, There are several other games in the Half-Life series that I have extremely middling opinions on. Yeah. Um, So I really like the the expansion pack, Operation Force, which was made by Gearbox. It was Gearbox's very first, uh, like, AAA job, uh, I believe. And uh, it helped springboard them into a company that would later go on to release Borderlands. Oh. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, They got their start making an expansion pack for Half-Life. However, Half-Life 1 also has Blue Shift, which I don't give a fuck about. And then it also (laughs) has Half-Life 2 as two episodes. And I don't give a fuck about either of those. Um, So, yeah. uh, I love Half-Life 1 and 2 a lot. Yeah. but the rest of the series is sort of whatever. Sure. Uh, as a Redditor for many years, it is fun to see the post, like at least once a year, somebody posts something about the possibility of Half-Life 3. And just to see like the heartbreak and turmoil and arguing that people get in over the possibility of that game is just ridiculous to see and it's 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 a ride here's a fun fact for you because if you know about half-life 3 then i'll then i'll give you this 
the original writer on Half-Life as a story, mm -hmm. uh, Mark Laidlaw, would go on a few years ago to post, oh, what is it called? I forget. But he posts basically like a paste bin story about, hey, here's a rejected idea for a game I almost made. And it's like, it's basically like porn parody character names of Half-Life characters. And it's the <laughs> plot, the intended plot of Half-Life 2 Episode 3. Oh, wow. Um, it's, it was so funny to read. Uh, and like, it was cool because that was like the only bit of closure that's ever existed for that game. And it's still like, no one's canceled it yet. And art existed. Hmm. Uh, it's crazy. Half-Life 2 Episode 3 is, a, is its own is its own topic in and of itself. So I will leave oh, it yeah. there, but For I sure. love those games a lot. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Ah, well, uh, let's, let's move along. Let's go to number seven. You got um, it. My number seven. I feel weird about this being on the list, but I'm sticking with it. I'm, I'm okay. standing my ground, but it is Jackbox games. Jackbox games. There you go. Games. Hell yeah. Because it's party time. Get out your cell phones. Sit on the couch. <laughs> like, there's uh -huh. something very board game about this video game. And I think that's why I love it so much. You can get a room full of people to participate in this game. When usually video games kind of... I mean, it, locally speaking, cap out at four traditionally. Sure. You know, there's things around that and other video game kind of elements that will let you circumvent that limit but jackbox usually you can play with like i don't know up to like eight or more people and then if there's overflow they get to join the audience and they can still like vote for their favorite answers and everything and it's really most of the games that i like the most tend to be about being witty or about you know just telling funny jokes to your friends and i think that's a really fun time and if it's not, it's about like trivia, and I love trivia. So I think Who those love games, trivia? yeah, they're a, it's a hoot to prove to people that you know esoteric information. You know, I um, think uh, I think the most genuine experience for Jackbox, though, because you described like sit on the couch, play a game. I think it's actually sit on the couch, stand halfway in the hallway, barely pay attention from the kitchen. That's the unique. That's the true Jackbox experience. You are correct. That is a very good way to put it. And and even if not all the games in every edition have been killer, uh, the ones that are will get those people standing in the hallway to pay a little bit more attention usually, yeah. you know? It's it's such a fun time. And yeah, it's very true. If you don't want to be a part of it, you're totally good. I've been to huge parties where there's a big group watching and playing and even people who don't have their phones out that are laughing at the answers and having a good time. And then there's still people in the kitchen. There's still people out back, you know, there's still whatever it's still going. It's still like, it doesn't drag a party down the way that like a board game might, because typically a board game will require more like quiet and focus and attention. And you yeah. can let like, everyone can shout over each other during Jackbox usually. Yes. Uh, yep. Yeah, uh, I think that's a great pick. Jackbox is the most uh, quantity-filled game series because there's like a million of them in each pack. Uh, yeah. But there's a little gold to find in each and every pack. Sometimes it's a lot of gold. 
Totally. Some of the packs, I mean, so my wife and I just yesterday went through the catalog and we're making sure for this, because we've bought so many of them over the years, but some are on the Xbox, some are on the Switch. I think one of them's on the PlayStation. So for the Switch, because that's what we primarily use these days, we were going through and we're like, do we own all the ones that we want to own? And we were going through and I think we, we were pretty tempted to buy like two more of the packs yesterday. Just so that totally. we could have, you know, this, uh, you know, trivia murder party as well as you don't know Jack or something that we can yeah. just play by ourselves or whatever. There's always gold in those packs. I think there's like seven of them now. And uh, yep. no matter which one you look at, there's at least one game that you can have a boatload of fun with. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm glad that you feel good about it. I don't know why I felt so weird about it, but I did. So let's go to your number seven. All right. We are beginning the stretch of my list. That is, uh, this is probably the last one with caveats on it. Other than this, oh. we it's going to be all killer, baby. Uh, my number seven is the Persona series. Oh, now you got me into a little bit of this. It's, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, why don't you go? I, I always try to so, interrupt you. <laughs> so, Persona is, in case you are unaware, an offshoot uh, spinoff series that belongs to the Shin Megami Tensei series. When it began, it was Shin Megami Tensei colon Persona. However, as Persona started to just enter the public sphere in a little bit more mainstream away than even the mainline Shin Megami Tensei games did, uh, it just became Persona. And they dropped the SMT branding. Um, So, yeah. Uh, So, in in particular, Persona 5 Royal is one of my favorite games I have ever played. Um, It's probably my favorite RPG. I have platinumed it twice. Nice. And I have uh, played a combination, I think, 400 or so hours of Persona 5. Um. And Persona 4, I have a very similar experience with. Um, mm. Same And Persona 3, I have not played as many times because that game is 100 hours long as it is. Yeah. Um, but uh, Persona 3 also belongs to my heart. That being said, Persona 1 and 2 don't hold up as well, despite mm. being cool games on their own. Hmm. Um, and they're really hard to go play now, even if you wanted to. You would need to have like a PlayStation Vita or a PlayStation 3. To, in order mm. to even do it or Damn. if you want to break out 300 bucks you could go buy the first couple games uh on your playstation um oh. but those games are really good they're really they are super intricate stories that are wild and crazy and the further back you go the more unhinged they are uh persona 2 in particular has you complete one game and then it has a sequel game in which a bunch of time travel shit happens oh, involving whoa. the characters from the first, from the second, from the first second game. Wow. Um, yeah. Uh, so I love Persona with all of my heart. Social links, the social systems are all great. The high school setting is super fun and relatable for anybody. Um, being able to combine all of those demons in a way that is like based on tarot cards. Um, instead of just finding them out in the wild, uh, is a really fun way to think about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Persona is a series that is near and dear to my heart for a lot of reasons that are a little too nerdy to just go into if we're just talking about why we like them. 
For sure. It, it's super cool. I've only played Persona 5 and I beat it and it took me forever. I think I, I mean, probably one of the slower playthroughs that people do. A lot of this is probably because when I started playing Persona 5, I had a newborn. So I'm sure that the controller just sat while I was taking care of stuff for hours. Yeah. But I think it took me like 120 hours to beat Persona 5. And it's a little long, but it's not unexpected. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But I loved it, too. Like, I still had a really good time doing it. And one of my favorite things about the game, and I, I don't know if the other ones are like this, but I know Persona 5 is, like, it it really gives you, alongside with, like, all the morality and ethical, philosophical questions that it poses, mm -hmm. it also just gives you this glimpse into life as a Japanese teenager that, totally. like, I would know nothing about otherwise, but now I actually, I've learned a lot about Japanese culture and little things about, you know, if I don't know what something is, I Google it and I look it up. I'm like, oh, how interesting. Okay. And uh, it, it's a good dose of culture. Yeah. There's a little bit of like a, like a, a foreigner watching American sitcoms to an totally. aspect to it of like, obviously some aspects are being exaggerated for the sake of a joke. But right. there is, like, stuff to gather from, like, learning about everyday cultures in different areas in that way. Um, yeah. In particular, I think you would really like Persona 4. Um, but that would be asking yeah. you to play Persona 4. I don't even know how that... I don't even know if you could. I don't know. I, maybe. Does that one have I don't Liam O'Brien? Uh, no, that is Persona no. 3. Ah, dang. All right. His character is very good, though. I'm sure it is. Akiko but no, yeah. Sonata is a weirdo. <laughs> As most of Liam's characters tend to be. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, no, well. Persona 4 has uh, Laura Bailey, um, depending on which version you're playing, same Regal. Um, de also, uh, depending on if you're playing the dancing game or not, has Marisha Ray. Oh, really? Huh. And if you're watching the second half of the anime, it has Matt Mercer. Oh, yeah. Very And cool. if you play Persona 3 Portable, if you play as the female main character, Travis Willingham voices Teddy, I'm pretty sure, who is the, oh, who is the male room guardian. That's uh, like the majority of us, of the crit role people. It's true. Oh, I like it. I'm into it. I'm going to have to try to, I'm going to have to carve out some time in my life. I've got another newborn coming. Maybe it's perfect time to start a giant, <laughs> a giant uh, RPG. Oh, dude! I, if you really wanted to get into Persona Four, I would jam Persona Four out with you so hard. I all right. Well, let's after this, let's talk about it. Let's see yeah. how we can make that a reality. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, moving along, eh? Moving along. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is my number six. It is. And this is a game I've played since N64 days. Ooh. And uh, it's a little, it's really nostalgic for me, which is why I think I love it. But Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Fuck yeah, Tony Hawk. 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. I love like it was like the first of the extreme sports games, I believe anyways, unless I missed stuff when I was younger. But I love these games so much. I have friends who are like hardcore gamers that refuse to play Tony Hawk Pro Skater with me because it's like the one game that I'm really good at. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like the one game that they're like, how has your combo not ended? I'm like, manual switch, baby. If you switch out and then do a manual, you're good. Just keep this game rolling. And uh, when I was a kid, there was a period of my life, like I was never destined to be a good skateboarder, but I sure wanted to be a pro skateboarder for a long time. And sure. that, that game gives you like the glimpse of like the travel and the amount of like franchise work that you have to do and like all this stuff, but in the coolest, most fun way that you can have it. And all the way from Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 to 3, which I probably played 3 so much to like the underground Same. games uh wasteland like all those were just so fun and even if like the game was kind of maybe lacking in a little bit of story or direction sometimes the beauty of the game is you can just skate just yes push push your deck around and skate the town well i will never forget the absolute betrayal of that guy your friend in tony ox underground oh man who takes your demo tape and makes sells it on his own what a son of a bitch he is a real son of a bitch. Oh, man. I got to know his name. It's like on the tip of my tongue. Is it Eric or some shit? Oh, it's got to be. Something like that. I got to. I'm investigating because that guy caused me so much turmoil in my in my heart, in my young heart. Eric Sparrow, that son of a Ugh. bitch bastard. Ugh. I'm filled with fury. Zane, now that you mention him, I'm filled with fury. Oh, I must play underground again just to sack his ass. Die in a hole, Eric Sparrow. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but that's a good game that gets you that uh, that visceral of a reaction after all mm-hmm. these years, you know? Absolutely. Really fun times had with Tony Hawk Pro Skater. I love him. All right. Well, then, uh, shall we go on to my number six? Absolutely. I'm into it. My number six is Jack and Daxter. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Jack and Daxter, the Precursor Legacy, was the first non-pack-in PlayStation 2 game I ever had. Uh, Because technically the first game would be Gran Turismo 3, but it just came with the PS2. Um, I played the fuck out of Jack and Daxter uh, (laughs) when I first got it um jack 2 i also played a similar amount jack 3 is one of my favorite games of all all time huh um and then uh jack uh x is a really fun combat racer if you like those kinds of things and i am even an apologist for lost frontier that game is not as bad as bad (laughs) as people say you know, uh, those games have such a really cool atmosphere. It's such a cool area. I love just walking around in Jack one. I will load up Jack one just to like do the first couple levels every so often. Hmm. Cause I love the feeling of being in that jungle area, being on the Island, um, even going to Misty Island. Uh, it's so, and Jack two and three are really, really good character action games that I love with all of my heart, even if 
the controls are a little bad now. <laughs> Hell yeah. It is kind of hard to go back to older games sometimes. But, you know, yeah. that is a series that I am sad to say I never played. I think maybe at a sleepover, I, like, watched my friend play it for a little bit once. And I remember thinking it, that the atmosphere was super cool. But for some reason, that one never found its way into my life. It's a shame. Well, it, it is unfortunate. Uh, but those games are so... I I would recommend, honestly, anyone play those games just to, like, give them a shot. They are available on the PS4, if you're listening, Ooh. and we have sparked an interest in you or just sparked nostalgia in you. Um, I Those games are really, really special to me. Um, oh, yeah. They, oh, they also share a triumvirate uh, with another series that almost made it onto my list, which is Ratchet and Clank, um, and a series which did not, which is Sly Cooper. Uh, but they oh. were part of, like, a triumvirate of releases for a while. Yeah, huh. Oh, man, that's another game. I think I get those two mixed up, actually. I think I watched my friend play Ratchet and Clank. I don't think I watched Jax and Daxter. Jack and Daxter. But if I have a shot, maybe I'll download Jack 3 or something sometime. Give it a shot. It's, uh, man, they're really cool. They are so, I think Jack 3 might be a little lost story-wise, but it ultimately doesn't matter. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oof. Well, we're looking at the top five. Are you ready for this? Absolutely. All right, here we go. Top five, back half. So, my number five comes with a laugh because I have to laugh when I say that I love this as much as I do, but Kingdom Hearts. I, okay. I, I rarely know what the hell is going on. But boy, do I have a good time doing it. Like, it, it's so much fun. I'm always, always reminded. I mean, I think Kingdom Hearts 1 is one of the most fun games that I've ever played. I really love that game a lot. Where you've got all the Final Fantasy characters and Disney characters coming together in this unique world of uh, conglomeration, so to speak. Uh but as the games go on, like, I think the perfect example is in Kingdom Hearts 3. I had missed enough of the games in between, like the mobile game and Game Boy and stuff, but I'd played all the console games that it reminds me of a skit by ProZD where you're just sitting there like, what the, who is this? What the fuck is going on? And then all of a sudden Mike Wazowski's there and you're like, oh yeah, oh shit, it's Woody from Toy Story. Motherfucking just... Mike Wazowski. <laughs> Motherfucking Mike Wazowski. That's right. It's it's the best skit. <laughs> I really love that one from him. But um, it speaks so true to the series. And even people that do know what's going on get confused and turned around all the time. They're like, you know, you've explained some stuff to me about that series. And when I get confused and I look at you, you're like, wait, shit, did I say it right? Because <laughs> you're like, it's so hard to keep straight. But I have long, fun to play. complicated opinions about Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, you know, I uh, the third one can only make those complicated feelings more intense. But motherfucking Mike Wazowski. <laughs> it is true. Motherfucking Mike Wazowski is in that game. Oh, yeah. If you don't know that pro ZD skit, go on YouTube and look it up. It's great. Um, I also love Kingdom Hearts. Um, it is not on my list, but uh, Kingdom Hearts 2... If you had asked me at the time mm. of playing it, was probably my favorite game. Um, that was a good one. 
that's it's still like uh i played it a couple years ago actually um on the final mix version that came out on the ps3 and then four um that that game is so good um and birth by sleep is another great one it's probably like my second favorite kingdom hearts game um yeah i i as much as as much as I love to screed about Kingdom Hearts, uh, I cannot deny the joy that those games have brought me over the course of my life. Yeah, it's a good time. Great gameplay, uh, great characters. And that those two things right there, gameplay and characters, can go a long, long way. Hey, the, on, on that character note, I've thrown away and sold a lot of, a lot of the Funko Pops I had. Of the six oh, yeah. that remain, one of them is Riku. Oh yeah, Riku's the man, dude. <laughs> we all love Sora, but Riku's the coolest cat. Hey, Riku's the only one to be a Keyblade Master, you know. I'm just saying, in just uh, in, the, in their there. race to the top. <laughs> just you know, to toss it out casually, he's the he's the only deserving one. <laughs> exactly, you know. Uh, but you know, I think we could go on for a while about Kingdom Hearts. To avoid that, why don't we uh, scoot on a little bit? Okay, it, my number it's your five. Number five. Yes, yes. Yeah, my number five is a similarly long series that has been with me since childhood, and that is Pocket Monsters. Oh, otherwise known as Pokemon. Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Hell uh, yeah. Pokemon is probably. I was thinking about it fairly recently, actually. Um, Pokemon is probably the franchise that has been with me the longest in my life i have Mm. always played pokemon i think every year since maybe being like five years old hell yeah um those games are very important to me in a certain nostalgic way um and uh i love playing seeing experiencing pokemon in classic ways in new ways because, uh, you know, like, I specifically just put Pokemon on here because it's not just the mainline uh, duology versions. Sure. Um, I also love the side games that they made, like Coliseum and XD, Pokemon Snap. Um, oh, I yeah. loved even the bad games that they made, like Pokemon Ranch and Pokemon Troze. Um, <laughs> Pokemon Puzzle League is one of the best puzzler games ever. Oh, man, that um, game's tough. It is tough. I'm very good at it. Um, and, uh, Pokemon as like an IP as an intellectual property, uh, has brought me so much joy over the world. Um, and joy to so many people. Uh, there would, they released a, a music video, uh, from like some J-pop band. Um, but they did like a custom animation as the music video behind it. And uh, it's a it's a journey over Pokemon's history. And I was like tearing up a little bit. I was like, wow, Pokemon's <laughs> really fucking cool. It really, really is. Um, you know, I wanted you to really have your piece to say before I said Pokemon's my number four. So go. it's it really it was hard for me not to put Pokemon higher, especially because it has been with me for so long. Just like you said, I think you nailed a lot of the proponents that make it such a fun and deep world to be a part of that even, you know, anyone that listened to our Pokemon episode knows that I fell out 
of the games for a long time and it wasn't until like my late 20s that you reintroduced me to them and before that i had only played like blue and yellow sure and uh maybe half of sapphire in like middle school or something and i think it, i got you to play Le- a part of leaf green on your phone for a little bit Oh, that's what did it. Leaf Green on an emulator on my phone is what made me like enthralled and I wanted a DS. And then when you got a new DS, you gifted me your old DS. And that's what begun my journey. Um, Began my journey. That was weird. But it's so much fun. You truly do got to catch them all. It's it's the music in those games, too. I almost I very rarely have the music on in like handheld games these days but that's one that i always throw in a pair of headphones or just crank it up because the music's always slapping in pokemon yeah uh, i was uh busy acquiring some music tracks from pokemon uh on the internet nice um and uh it was super fun to like hear straight up game boy rips um oh, yeah. like the little cheer the little chirps and cheeps yep. um but it just it brought it just immediately places me there uh, mm-hmm. music wise you're so right on the money on that and, and that's another immersive game for sure and like one of my favorite things to listen to when i'm writing uh because i just cannot listen to anything with lyrics when i'm writing is um i'll throw on like so a lot of the times it's like nintendo lo-fi but pokemon lo-fi tracks are totally. incredible and they like take me to a very nostalgic and comfortable place and it's interesting and dynamic at the same time. It's fantastic. And I guess this is the episode where I tell a bunch of stories because before we move on from my number four, I just, I remember borrowing my first, I like, I really resisted Pokemon when I was younger. I mean, I don't really know why, uh, but my grandma lived in Japan and would bring back Japanese packs of cards that are super rare now, I'm sure. Yeah. And all these things. And I was just like, all right. I mean, I get it. People really like it. But once my friend Dan let me borrow his blue cartridge, like things were never the same with me in video games. It really changed how I viewed video games. And I love this long journey and building a team and swapping members out as you get stronger and other options come to you. And it's like playing a very dynamic strategy game wrapped up in like, a fun cute package yeah super great although i do remember i used like his rare candy and he got really mad and i was like well i started a new game i like i started a new game and he was like you what (laughs) i was like why did you let me borrow this game if you can only have one save file like, did you just expect me to play from your last save point and never save it again? He got really mad at me. And I'm to this day, I'm confused. Like, what, what's going on, Dan? I know we were in the fourth grade, but what were you thinking? Yeah, uh, that was without some sort of without some sort of warning. I can imagine how you would just do that. He doesn't get to be mad. I will say mm-hmm. when I was a kid, I had a babysitter and the kid who would be babysat with me. Uh, he wanted to, he told me, Hey, I can power up your Pokemon for you, which is a sentence that precedes only tragic events. Yeah. Um, and, uh, he went and oh, released no. my Nidoran that <gasps> I had spent so much time teaching Thundershock bitch and like what? getting him ready to go 
man, I fucking oh, I will never forgive that kid, Caleb, whoever I he was, is. We gotta find this kid and make him pay. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I am joking. Um, I I'm glad that we both share such a love that it really landed in a very very similar spot for us both. But why don't you uh, let's pick it up a little bit. Let's move on to your number four. Yeah, my number four, since yours is Pokemon, my number four is Castlevania. Oh, man, you are slapping with games I've never played. Please enlighten me. So Castlevania, ever, like almost all the games in the Castlevania series are fucking rad as shit. Um, they are games that are rooted in horror franchises. Uh, mm. The very first Castlevania was a series where you played as a vampire hunter uh, with a whip called the Vampire yeah. Killer as he hunts Dracula and all of the bosses that you fought were various horror monsters like Frankenstein's monster, Medusa, a giant bat. Um, Very cool. And the games just evolved from there. Um, specifically the games that really, really do it for me are, uh, are the symphony of the night style Castlevania games. Symphony of the night is probably like my number three game of all time. Uh, Mm. They are uh, exploration-based action RPGs, um, similar to Metroid. Uh, hence why Symphony of the Night helped originate the term Metroidvania, uh, which is oh. the... Yeah, that's a term that is used to describe games that are similar to Metroid or Symphony of the Night. Interesting, um, okay. So Symphony of the Night would go on to inspire like seven other Castlevania games that were all like that. Hmm. Um and uh, those games are so, they're so cool to move around in. They're so fun to pick up new weapons, see the new bosses. Uh, also, all the character designs are great. Um, very Japanese. Um, I love exploring Dracula's castle all the time. I love the very gothic aesthetic that always comes with it. Yeah. Because um, it's not really like edgy in the edgy sense. It's just like these like, big scary monsters that you're just hitting with swords and stuff it's so cool oh um, yeah that sounds Castlevania, rad. yeah symphony of the night is a very special um but there are other games like uh castlevania 3 uh rondo of blood that are great just regular platformers um uh, akin to something like a mario um mm. and those games are also incredible um those games are all very good there's very few misses in the Castlevania library, and I'll say it even here now with my hot take. Simon's Quest is not as bad as everyone thinks it is. <laughs> Ingram Video Game Nerd ruined that for everybody. Simon's Quest is a great game in comparison to another game I will talk about a little later on. But oh, yes, right. that's, that's my bet on Castlevania. Well, hell yeah. There's not much I can add to this conversation besides the fact that I've always thought the aesthetic was sick as hell. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess moving into our top three now. Top three. Um, this, you know, I find, too, that we, we talk more about things that we're, like, super passionate about. And these uh-huh. video game ones, uh, I, I had a feeling we might go over an hour. And I think that's going to be okay. It's going to be fine. Two, my number three and my number two, like, almost tie. And it was really hard for me to put my number three where it is because... The Mario series has been with me the longest. That's the first game I remember playing is Mario. Uh, And I was terrible at it as a little kid. I mean, I must have been like 
four or five when we got that game and we got a uh, super NES and we had like Mario all-stars already, I think at that point. Hell and yeah. we played all of them. And honestly, a lot of those hours were spent watching my older siblings play. Cause I was such garbage at it, but Mario and the whole world of Mario Kart, Mario brothers, all mm-hmm. these things, those have really been with me the longest. And to this day when a new Mario game comes out it's like it's difficult for me not to buy it because I just I love Mario and I think that it's it's so wholesomely fun and uh you know they're not the most difficult games in the world but they're still challenging at times and yeah I I really I just had to throw Mario there I love the music I love the art style and these characters have just been with me for so long that I feel a very deep connection to them Super Mario World is probably one of the best games ever made. And that's the one that I think we played the most. Yeah, my brother and sister and I, we really went to town on Super Mario World. What a great game. And Super Mario All-Stars is nothing to shake a stick at either. They redid all the graphics on the old games. Mm -hmm. You got to play the lost levels in that one. Oh, Uh, yeah, it's super cool. That was a great package. Oh, yeah, I definitely bought it. And it was it's a blast. I really, really enjoy it. Um and actually, I never had a GameCube, so that allowed me to play Sunshine, which I understand isn't everybody's favorite, but it is fun still. And it's a di- it's definitely a different take on Mario, but um, I also I really like the Luigi's Mansion games, and that's definitely yeah. kind of what, you know, they're both in tandem with each other for sure. Did you ever play uh, Super Mario RPG? Did you ever even, like, take a passing oh, look at dude. it? dude. Super Mario RPG was something that I had no idea about until... Uh, freshman year of college, one of my roommates was like, you've never played it? We got to play it. And I think he got it on his computer, on like an uh, emulator. And w- I just sat there and watched him for so long. So many countless hours. is so much better than it deserves any right to be. <laughs> it really is great. It was made by the same team that was just coming off of making fucking Final Fantasy VI. So like... Oh, had- I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, that game has some pedigree behind it, is why it's so goddamn good. Hell yeah, I should find that one again, too. Uh, Paper Mario on the 64 and RPG both, like, really took me away in a way that most Mario games kind of, like, struggle at taking you away that well. Sure. I think. It really swept me off my feet. Yeah, uh, I think my favorite Mario game is probably World. Um, but even yeah. I like will throw down with like new Super Mario Bros uh, on like the Wii U and the Switch, which are the same game, but like whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, even new Super Mario Bros on the DS was a game that I like clamored for. I remember it came out on like a first day of school or something. Ooh. And like I begged my parents to take me to a Toys R Us so we could get it. Hell yeah. Those were the days, man. Those are the days. Uh, such good memories. I think that's one reason that Mario is just so high on my list. Thanks for the memories, Mario. Mm-hmm. Ah, filled with well, nostalgia and joy. But why don't you move us along to your number three? I believe I have foreshadowed us a little bit, uh, but my ah. number three is Final Fantasy. Ooh, a classic. Final Fantasy is almost goes without words, I guess. Like, the game's 
are so famous and they're so like well known. It's like Mario to a certain extent. Yeah, um, sure. Uh, Final Fantasy. Uh, my personal favorites, since oh, we can just go from there, are six and uh, seven. Um, and then there's just this long lineage of incredibly cool Final Fantasy games that go from there. Um, like there's a, I played the Stranger in Paradise demo on PS5, uh, and I've been a fan of Final Fantasy for as, like, kind of as long as like I was first experience uh, given experience to it way back in Kingdom Hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, like all of those games are so good, and they run the gamut. Like, not all of them are turn-based RPGs. Sure. Uh, they've been a lot of things over a lot of years. Um, they've really stood the test of time. It's a very long series with a bajillion games in it. Uh, also, very famously, they are the games that have a Final Fantasy 16 is coming out uh, and is in <sighs> production, uh, which is feels like too high a number for a game it series. It does, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I have played, at least played, uh, I think all of them, except wow. 14. That's impressive. Most yeah. impressive. Uh, that's that'll be my bit on Final Fantasy. I think uh, that's almost a podcast unto itself. Just talking about Final Fantasy. It really uh, could be. So I'll just say Final Fantasy is uh, uh, near and dear to me. Absolutely, I respect that choice. It's not on my list, but that's because I never played them enough to feel you know qualified to put sure. them on there. I was introduced to it. I think it was six. I could be wrong, but it was at my friend Dan's house, the same person who lent me Pokemon. And this is after that. He he stuck stuck around. I don't think he was mad for that long. Well, but, this one um, has multiple save files, so he probably felt oh, safer about this yeah, one. Yeah. Well, that that one I couldn't play on my own at my house because I didn't have. Was that on uh, PlayStation? It's not been on a million things, but if it's he showed on you one on Play, things, sure. if he showed you one on PlayStation, that was seven. Seven. It, okay, then it probably was. I think that was on a PlayStation. And we spent an entire sleepover for his birthday just playing that game all night. And I remember when it started as I was like, what's this turn-based style? This looks lame. And then I like, by the end of the night, 4, 4 a.m., I was like, this is incredible. This game is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it totally changed me around on it. You're telling uh, me I take damage and then I can do a super move? crazy i'm in hell yeah uh but that's really all i can mention about the series so i'm gonna go ahead take us even closer we're gonna go to my number two i told you i told you would crop back up this is where i put fallout fallout here is my number two it's a game and i will say to make a particular case fallout 3 i resisted for no reason at all so many people were like, dude, you have to play this game. It's incredible. But like when I graduated high school, I was like, eh, I'm not really, I don't know. I'm not really trying to play video games. I'm trying to like You're an adult, be an man. artist and, and be an artist, and, uh, be an adult and be an artist and do all these things. Like I'm trying to, I'm trying to like really live my life out there. But then I come back around and I'm like, Fallout's incredible. And Fallout 3 might be my favorite one and i think it's just because it was my first fallout totally but fallout new vegas is incredible 
And I gotta say, I really enjoyed Fallout 4. I put a ton of hours into it. I, I really love how immersive it is. The music just takes you to this special place. And yeah. then even if you turn the music off, it's still an immersive atmosphere. It's still mm-hmm. like really, really is a full, filled out world with many possibilities. And I really love it a lot. It just, it takes me away like few games are capable of doing. It just totally whisks me off and I'm in this post-apocalyptic world. I've had lots of post-apocalyptic dreams because I've played so much Fallout, you know, when you're just like binge playing a game that it seeps into your subconscious. And I, I just, I love everything about it. I don't really have any jokes about it. I don't really have anything fun story wise. Um, I mean, you know, I could, but I don't think it needs it. I, I love Fallout. I think it's, I think it's the cat's pajamas. Speaking of Fallout 3, I will have a story to compliment your feelings on it. Um, when I got Fallout 3, I was hanging out with my friend uh, Dalton, mm-hmm. and uh, he was going to stay the night. And I got it from the my local GameStop, and nice. we stayed up all night playing Fallout 3 and just like enjoying the world and going through yeah. it and getting lost and getting stuck, not knowing where to go. Oh, yeah. Um, it was Fallout Three is a is a true achievement. Absolutely, wildly special. And as I mentioned before, like those games are so fun that I had to go back and watch gameplay of one and two just to see where its roots were, where it came from. Absolutely, very so good, good, very good choice for number two. I think. Why? Thank you. Why? Thank you. Now I'm curious to hear your number two pick. I'm I'm positive that my number two is your number one, um, and that will be the Legend of Zelda. Ah, you would be correct, sir. (laughs) Take the Uh, reins first. Yeah, I will go ahead and just say Legend of Zelda is a series that has, uh, I think I initially fell in love with like a lot of people at Ocarina of Time um, and jumped to different places in in the franchise from there. Um, But when I was in Ocarina of Time, you could still buy it at a Walmart. Uh, so mm-hmm. th- th- I'm, I'm a real boomer in that, in that instance. <laughs> um, but, uh, Legend of Zelda is like, it's this perfect little adventure that you get to do over and over again. And it's like watching your favorite movie or reading your favorite book over and over. Um, cause everything is always as it was when you originally remembered it, I think. Uh, a lot of the Zelda games are sort of evergreen to in respect to your experience to it. Yeah, uh, I think a lot of them don't age better or worse for the individual who played them in the moment in which they played them. If that makes sense, totally um, makes sense. People might have like differing opinions on what games are on which games are better than others, but like the way you experience Ocarina of Time is sort of the way you will always feel about it. I think. Yeah, um, yeah. And, like, you know, my favorite Zelda game, a game that I've given a lot and a lot of thought to, is Majora's Mask. Um, mm. And uh, it's what started my uh, jokerfication into hating game theory for ruining the discourse about Majora's Mask forever. Um, but uh, Legend of Zelda is has been so many things over the time and so many things to me personally uh, it needed to be, it kind of needed to be here at this number on this list for me. 
For sure, for sure. I'm pretty sure I know what your number one is, uh, mm. but my number one, Legend of Zelda, really, I mean, it's the love of my life. I love these games. Ocarina, I think, will always be probably my favorite game ever, and it's just because, I mean, I've beaten it, I mean, probably around the same number that I beat Fable 1, and I mentioned earlier that I beat like a million times. But Ocarina of Time, I remember being a kid and really not knowing, like, I had an older brother, and I always looked up to him a lot, and I still have an older brother, I still look up to him, but as a child, you know, I really took all my cues from my brother. If he thought something was cool, that's what I thought was cool. If he thought something was lame, that's what I thought was lame. Uh Uh, And he was, you know, he grew up to be a Marine. He's, you know, very smart, very articulate and educated, but also really different than me at my core of a person. I I never would have gone into the Marine Corps. I remember when my brother uh, graduated from boot camp, I told my dad, I think I want to join the Marines. And he was like, what are you going to join the laid back division? (laughs) Like, (laughs) I'm just so uncut out for that. But Legend of Zelda was like the first thing that changed everything for that and really gave me my own feelings about something. A friend of my brother's came over and they were playing a bunch of games and then they, they got tired and they like went downstairs to eat. And I was like, can I play your video games? They're like, yeah, sure. No worries. And then I found a golden cartridge of Ocarina of time. And I was like, Whoa, this is gold. This looks cool. So I popped it in. There was an empty save file. So I started a new one and it changed me. It absolutely changed me. I remember my brother's friend needed to leave, and he was like, uh, hold on, I'm going to watch him play this for a little bit. And he just (laughs) sat down to watch me play. And I remember I cried literal tears when the great Deku tree died. I cried. And I was like, what am I going to do? And he was like, I think you need to borrow this. And I was like, really? He's like, take good care of it. Please don't break it. Please don't lose it. Don't take it to your friends' houses to play. Please leave it here. But I will let you borrow this. My brother and his friends are four years older than me. So like, I'm just like some little kid at this point. And I remember this changed everything. I loved it so much. And talk about immersion and sweeping me away. Like that's the first game. It's probably why I love fantasy as much as I do. And all the games, I, I, I probably, I can't say that I've played every single one, but I mean, I have to be really close. Um, I have to be really, really close to have played all of them. Uh, but they're just so incredible. And there are games that I haven't beaten. I, I will shame, shame, shamefully admit that I didn't ever get a chance to beat Majora's Mask, even though I probably rented it 10 times as a kid. <laughs> That's one it's you hard. have to own. Um, but I can't wait for that to be remastered on the Switch because I just cannot wait to sit down and play it. I love all of those games. The new ones are great. The old ones are great. The remasters and reimaginings are great. I freaking love the Hero of Time. What the Triforce means. I've always wanted a Triforce tattoo for, you know, power, wisdom, and courage. Like, I just, mm-hmm. I love that idea of this. is These are the three things that you need to really have, have it all and to... Yeah 
be able to control what you need to control and, and destiny. And yeah, the fact that Link is this hero through time that prop crops up again and again in all these different circumstances and the darkness that you fight can change slightly, but it's still the evil of the world, you know? And Mm -hmm. man, I just fucking love Zelda. (laughs) It's a, it's, it's a powerful force. Truly, truly is. I love even the games that people say are bad. I love them all. It's my favorite which game, thing ever. Which Zelda game do you think is uh, your least favorite? Hmm. I want to see well, where you fall on this. My least favorite. I will say I tend to enjoy the console games more than the top-down. Okay. But I still really love those games and enjoy them. So my least favorite of them... I mean, honestly... The Legend of Zelda was so goddamn difficult for me that I like didn't enjoy beating that one. I was like, you, you all right, mean, cool. You mean Legend of Zelda Numero Uno? Numero Uno, the original. Totally, totally respectable. That game Holy is, shit. <laughs> that, is, that is a game of its time. It really is. It, it was great, but I did not enjoy beating it. I felt pride and accomplishment, but I was like, good god like i had to slug through that one so Uh, i would say probably that one i'll join you uh in that zelda 2 is dog water uh i don't know why anyone likes that game um but but... you're right i actually might need to sway over to you because at least the first one has redeeming qualities Uh it's just difficult two is like why am i even doing this like what what is this but man, it is dangerous to go alone. I'm really glad they it. got to they got to make Link to the Past after that. Because oh I my god, I loved that. Link to the Past was killer. Love that game. I think they did a great job. It reminded me of Minish Cap, but smoother and better in a way. And Minish Cap's super fucking fun. Minish um, Cap's got a lot of weird stuff to it. I I was oh, uh, so I was weird. not a fan of that game until I gave it a real shot. Mm-hmm. Um, and it took a little bit of. Uh, assistance from the internet to get me to where I was in a comfortable spot with it. But Minish Cap is cool. I love trading the the coin halves with each other. Yeah, super cool. I really... I I don't hate any of the games. Uh, I just dislike two, probably. You're just (laughs) the most disappointed in two. that's, That's it. I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. It does have that killer dungeon track, though. Oh, the music in Zelda. That's another game that I always crank up the volume or throw in headphones because it's just wonderful. Ugh, I could talk all day about Zelda, but I have a hunch that you could talk all day about your number one as well. So why don't you hit me with it? My number one here is Grand Theft Auto. That's a joke. For a second, I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) My number one is, uh, of course, as almost anyone who is friends with me knows, Metroid. Pew, 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 pew. Metroid is the long-forgotten third pillar of Nintendo's of Nintendo's empire. <laughs> no one talks about it. It's got an incredibly dedicated fan base. That's uh, true. It shares its spotlight with Zelda and Mario as like one of the premier mm-hmm. uh, Nintendo pillars, um, and it's got some of the best games I've ever played in it. 
my first experience with it was Metroid Prime. Uh, A friend had it and he showed it to me. And I was like, oh, uh, this is, I remember looking at it and being like, wow, this is what a game for adults looks like. (laughs) I just, the the UI, the UI looked so clean and crisp and the Mm -hmm. world was like so fully realized to me at the time. I think it was like 2003 when I first experienced this. Oh, wow. Uh, So yeah, those games are old. Uh, So like, uh, and Metroid Prime was this thing that was so realistic looking. And I loved the, the sounds and like the sounds, particularly early on in the Chozo ruins, like were like terrifying to me. Like I had to play with the game on mute because the sounds were so would trigger me in such a way. Mm. Um, and that game feels so good to like maneuver around, solve the puzzles in the 3d environment, find the new items, fight the cool bosses, uh, get the new suits, get the new beams. Uh, and like, as I would go on and start to appreciate more and more about Metroid is those games are like designed to be replayed and to be fully explored. They want you to beat them fast and they want you to find everything possible. Um, and though nothing in it emblem is emblematic of that more than the prime series. Uh, but my true favorite game maybe of all time is super Metroid. Um, that's right. Super Metroid is released on the super Nintendo. Uh, the same year I was born 1994, uh, about, uh, um, I think like a month after I was born too. Um, (laughs) The it, it is one of the most main uh, streamlined, tight, uh, well put together experiences that you can have on the Super Nintendo. Uh, the I would agree. world the world is so interesting and so cool, and it's some absolutely iconic music. Um, yeah, uh, Metroid is so near and dear uh to not only just me but like a lot of the metroid fan base as well and uh you know metroid dread is here on the way soon and that is the first that looks cool that is the first 2d metroid being released in i think 17 years um or like over 20 i think uh because metroid fusion no zero mission came out in 2004 so 17 years yes dang um, and, uh, all of those games, save for like one, uh, are games that I will play just every so often. I probably play Super Metroid three or four times a year, um, just to like do it. Cause it's so fun. Um, I play my favorite Metroid prime game is prime two. I play prime two like once a year, probably. Nice. Um, yeah. Uh, Metroid is. Uh, I will I will mark out immediately for almost anything involving Metroid, even when it turns out to be bad, like <laughs> other M. Yeah, I, I have to agree with a lot of what you said, even though it took me forever to actually appreciate Metroid, and I've only ever played, I think, Super Metroid, because it's on the emulator on the Switch. Yeah. Yeah, and so, and that, 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 that game is great, but the only reason I ever played it 
was because you pestered me to try it so much (laughs) because you're like, dude, I'm I'm telling you, they're great. And it really is a lot of fun. It really is clean and smooth. It really does feel like more of an adult game because you play Mario and as as difficult as like those original Mario games are, um, Metroid just like has it going. You're capable of doing so much in that game and upgrading so much, like you said. And yeah. uh, I think that that's something that I really love. Like, if there's one complaint that I had about Zelda, it's that, like, you don't really upgrade, you know? Sure. Most of the time, you get your sword, and, and then you get your shield, and then, you know, you, you work your way through and you find new items, but it's not really upgrading or getting stronger. And in Metroid, I think that's a really fun component. And I also just love collecting things and finding yes. stuff in games. And uh, Metroid is so chock full of like little Easter eggs and little little bits that you were you could miss so easily. Yeah, uh, that is a game that if you have a collector mentality or like a real exploration mentality, yeah. it'll it'll get you every time. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's a great pick. I applaud your number one. Thank you. I also applaud your number one for what it's worth. Given oh, well, that it was my number you. two. <laughs> oh man! Well, that we did a solid countdown today. I'm proud of it. Do we? You know, we both talked before recording here about our honorable mentions. Do we want to just like go down the list of what we've got? Sure, we can fly through these. I've got some weird ones that I'll probably be a little embarrassed to have on here, but let's do it. You want to just Should do I... them like one at a time? I've got like ten ish. I will cross a couple off because, like I said earlier about, like, Elder Scrolls. Eh, I really i have only played one of those. Okay, yeah, I've got a good list here, I think. All right, uh, my first honorable mention is Metal Gear. Oh, man, I never played those. I would, I'm sure I would like them. Oh, I should, we should fucking play those for the channel. Absolutely. Uh, I got to say, this one is kind of a huge umbrella but i love the lego games lego games are fun uh my next one is resident evil oh those are sick my next one is mortal Kombat. fuck yeah uh my next one is silent hill ah very different from my next one which is the sims oh there you go (laughs) (laughs) real pull opposites there oh Um, yeah my my next one we talked about a little bit is ratchet and clank Oh yeah. I have Mass Effect, even though I only played the first one. I also have Mass Effect. <laughs> nice. I love um, the... Yeah. Oh, wait. Who's next? Oh, M- Mega Man X is my next one. Oh, yeah. Mega Man had to be on your list for sure. Just as this one had to be on my list of honorable mentions, the Lord of the Rings series was oh, incredible. Okay. I love those games, especially uh, ones, right? Return of the King. Yeah, yeah for PS2. There were... Sl- just slamming loved him my my one you might not have heard of but it's tie the tasmanian tiger hmm interesting they're good just trust me <laughs> very cool my next one is kirby i love kirby fuck yeah kirby's so good so good dude um saints row is my next one which is the better grand theft auto I, I would agree with that grand theft auto can be a lot of fun but saints row is a better game yeah um I had The Witcher on here, but I've only really played Witcher 3, so I'm going to cross that out and put Donkey Kong. Don't worry, Witcher 3 is the only one that matters. There you go. That makes me feel better, because that's one of my favorite games of all time. (laughs) But Donkey Kong is a great choice. 
Thank you. Uh, the next one, because Mass Effect was the next one, but Deus Ex. Um, oh, yeah. Great games. Absolutely. Uh, I had to put Guitar Hero on here. That changed me as a child. Guitar Hero. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, my last one for my honorable mentions is the Uncharted series. Ooh, I need to play those too. There's so many games I have yet to play. It's a big world. The last one, I have a couple more, but I'm just going to narrow it down to the skate video games. I know yeah, I had Tony skate. Hawk, but skate was a totally different mechanic. I totally understand why you would put Tony Hawk over skate because Tony Hawk is just more consistently fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but skate is so cool. Yeah, I think if my wife has seen me get like the most frustrated at a video game, it's probably <laughs> Skate Three. <laughs> yeah. That game is hard as shit. Like it people really is. talk, people play Skate all the time, but people who don't play Skate do not understand what that game wants from you. Good God, it it asks a lot, and it is super fun when you get it down but like if you're playing that game a lot and you take two days away you come back on the third day and you're like how do you finger flip what the hell was this how do you it's like real skating honestly it's if you're not doing it every day you lose it yeah absolutely (laughs) oh Um, well that's it that was fun that was hell yeah uh what do we want to do for our hall of best thing ever Oh man, that's gonna be. I've got a an real... idea. What's your idea? Because I'm I mean, lost. I mean, like probably the longest section we spent in here. It was also our number two. My number two, your number one was Zelda. I think, in my personal opinion, that has the most to offer. I like that one a lot. I think of all of the choices we have on our list. I can't think of a either an actual good option outside of our lists or a good enough meme. That would top mm. Legend Absolutely. of Zelda going. Although, although you did mention Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> oh, Grand kidding. Theft Auto, you know? Some of I'm the, kidding, you know, too. Some of the highest reviewed games ever, you know, yep. Grand Theft Auto. All they deserved. They can be very fun. Well deserved. But I do, I think my, my uh, legency, legency? Uh, my my loyalty. Yes, my allegiance, my loyalty. I will bend the knee to Legend of Zelda any day of the week. I will do the same for... Zelda and specifically Majora's Mask. I will add. I will add an asterisk to our to our knighting here of the Legend of Zelda, which is we're gonna invite a little court jester here with the face of Nico Bellic that says "fuck Grand Theft Auto 4, You're all wrong. Fuck it. Ah, wonderful. I'm proud of us. We done did it again. We counted it down like the like the like the Game Boys we are. We we sure have. Well, folks, thanks for enjoying this edition of It's Just a Countdown. Remember, if you want to submit an idea for us to rank, you can send them over to it's just a countdown at gmail.com. Again, that is it's just a countdown at gmail.com. Are you upset? Are you thrilled? Don't worry about it because remember, it's, it's just a countdown. Just a countdown. <laughs> so long, everybody. Have a good one. Thanks for listening. Send us your suggestions. Bye-bye. Please do. Bye-bye.